Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Now you'll give out about the heat and the sun. Go on, way which is off now, giving out about the heat and the sun and no water. She were drowned the last 24 hours. Have you ever seen anything like the rain since the weekend? Don't have to remind electric picnickers about the rain last weekend and everybody else besides. It's just unbelievable. And as I always say on this show... If you take the 12 months of the year, it evens out for the 12 months. So never complain or give out when it's nice and warm and sunny and dry and there'll be loads of water for everybody. Anyway, that's my little rant at the start of today's show. Welcome to Late Lunch. Lots of guests and chat as usual and more besides. But I begin today with a young woman who's doing something very special for a very good reason. I'm delighted to say hello to Sarah Hannan. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Terry. Well, rather you than me, young one, doing this, I have to say. Tell them what you're going to do come uh, uh, a day later on. Yeah, so myself and two friends, um, Evany Boland and Kiva Boyle, will be doing a skydive on the 16th of October. A skydive. Oh, my word. I'm even having shivers down my spine thinking about it here. And this will be the first time you've ever done anything like this? Oh, God, yeah. Are you nervous? Very nervous. Try not to think about it. I hate heights. <laughs> oh, 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 Lord Almighty. So there's three of you doing it, is it? Three of you together. Yeah. yeah. Yourself, Ebony Boland and Quiva Boyle are doing this on the 18th of October and it'll happen with the Irish Parachute Club in Offaly. I'll reassure you, these are great people. You know, they do this all the time. So be a little more assured, will you? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is to look forward to and you're committed to it now and you're going to do it. But there's a reason why you're doing this and that's why you're chatting to me today. What's behind it? Um, yeah, well, look, um, basically um, we're doing it to raise money. Um, a bit of the background is we're raising money for Tabor House. Mm. Um, now, Tabor House is a men's treatment addiction facility in Navin. Yep. Um, it was opened up in 2005 by Sister Catherine 
So now they are looking to open a women's treatment facility in Navan as well. Mm. Um, and that'll be called Missnock, which is Irish for courage. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's Sister Catherine and another staff at Tabor House looking to open it. They were very kindly given the land by Tara Mines um, on the Slane Road in Navan there. And they just lack funding really from HSE. So that's why myself, Kiva and Ebony are trying to raise as much funds as we possibly can to help towards Miss Knock. Good on you. This is really positive. And, you know, it just shows you the way the world has changed because, you know, it is a dedicated men's addiction centre, Tabor House. And, you know, today addiction affects both sexes, everybody. And that's really uh, why you're doing this, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And especially for women, I think I don't think there's as many women's treatment centre as there will no. be for men. Yes, that is so true. They're uh, uh, dominated by the males, all right, but a real need for today as well for women. And that's the reason why. And as well as this, you have another reason closer to home yourself. Um, yeah, well, um, the reason why the treatment facility is kind of important to me is that my late brother, Ewan, um, who died in two years ago, in 2020, he had lost his battle to addiction and he was 21. 21 years of age and by all accounts, uh, 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 a highly intelligent, funny, great young fella. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. But yes, was gripped by drugs and, you know, you did lose him. This is fair to say, isn't it? It was suddenly in the end, it was a sudden departure when he died. It wasn't expected. No, it was definitely sudden. How, as, as a sister, and I know I want to say here that uh, Ebony Boland was your brother's girlfriend too. When you yeah. lose somebody like this, it must be awful, you know, unexpected. I'd, I'd say today, are you still dealing with it? Loss. Absolutely, yeah. Dealing with that, the shock of it, the trauma of it, still two years later, you know, mm. it doesn't just go away. And this happened during COVID times. Do you think it played any part? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know he was trying to get into a few treatment facilities around the country, but yeah, at that time it was the height of COVID. So a lot of places weren't letting people in, weren't letting people, you know, out or anything like that. So it definitely played a huge part. So he had to detox first. Was that the way it works before he'd be accepted on a programme? Um, yeah, like that's exactly what Tabor House is and what Miss Knock uh, will be as well, that you go through an initial detox programme and when you come out, you will go to the likes of these places. Um, but you see, a lot of the time people do come out of a treatment programme, they have nowhere to turn to or they would have no job or anything mm. and then they're right back to square one. Yeah. And, and during COVID, you can only imagine people who had addictions uh, to drugs, alcohol, etc. Actually, the dependency probably became even greater with, you know, trying to cope with the whole thing. Yeah, definitely being stuck at home, nowhere to go, nothing to do. Mm. Shocking, really, isn't it? And, and, and do you feel, you know, I suppose you always think what might have been and what could have been. Does that go through your head? Could we have done more? You know, all this type of stuff. Oh, every day, Jerry. Every day. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's why I wanted to at least try to do something now. You know, raise money to help anyone, help anyone struggling with addiction. Mm. 
So uh, all funds raised uh, on this uh, day in October when yourself, Ebony and Kiva do the jump from the aeroplane thousands of feet up in the sky. Everything you raise is going into this project to build this Mishnock facility uh, for women in association with Tabor House. It'll become part of the Tabor House set up there, yes. Yeah, like it be a secondary facility. Yeah. As well. yeah, great, great to hear. So, how can people support you? What are you doing to raise the cash for the 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 jump? Uh, we have a GoFundMe page. Okay. So, if you go on to Miss Fund Me or GoFundMe, type in it's Miss Knock Tabor House or even my own name, Sarah Hannon, it will come up, and that's how we're raising all the funds. Great. So you can support there, and every euro will be gratefully accepted and go to very good use you're fantastic I wish you well with it and you have two really good reasons and send our good wishes to Ebony and Creva too uh, ahead of the 18th of October and you'll be fine you'll be back on terra firma in a few minutes and it'll be all done and dusted and you'll have a load of euros uh, please God in the account to go forward and help you with the new facility thank you so much for joining me on the show today Sarah no problem, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Take care of yourself. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Sarah Hannan there who lost her brother suddenly. Her brother Ewan, 21 years of age. And the drug situation is horrendous. It's horrendous on the ground. It really is at the moment. And God help anybody who's addicted and their families. The impact on families as well is shocking. Trying to deal with the situation when somebody has a real problem and just can't help it and and need help and need all the help they can get as well it's um it's uh, ferocious to to contemplate it really is we wish them well with that go fund me Tabor House it's there if you Google that if you Google Sarah's name or stick it in there as well Sarah Hannan or uh, Mishnock it's a lovely name isn't it Mishnock for the new centre that they intend building there and people are great what would we do I say it again without people who you know don't get up off their who get up off their backsides and do things like this to raise funds my god they uh, mean so much and do so much for life in this country just to mention um, that uh, all your nominations in the best of Loud Than Me the awards uh, have come in and the shortlist is now live if you go over to lmfm.ie you'll find out who made it to the final three in each category and you've got to now this is the second phase of it you've got to vote 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 for your favourite and time is of the essence because voting closes Friday week the 16th of September and the best of Loud Than Me the award winners will be announced at a ceremony on September 24th yes the best of Loud Than Me the awards with localheroes.ie if you're looking for a trusted plumber electrician a gas boiler installer in Louth or Mead or you're interested in a boiler scrappage scheme yes that's available visit localheroes.ie and Local Heroes comes with a 12 month guarantee backed by Board Gosh Energy up next on late lunch after our first break of the afternoon for people who live in the south of County Louth in the town of Drogheda or if you visited it and you enjoy the vistas on the River Boyne and if you know what I'm talking about Scotch Hall Shopping Centre on the banks of the Boyne if you look out seawards there's the Viaduct Bridge in front of you but unfortunately Unfortunately, on your left-hand side in the River Boyne has been a boat, a heap of scrap for years and years. Well, you may not have heard the news, but that heap of scrap has sunk into the river. And there's real concern now about what will happen. And we're talking about it with Dom Gradwell on Late Lunch next. (laughs) 
My next guest is the man behind the Derelict Drogheda campaign. He was one of the organisers of the recent Pretty Vacant tour that travelled round Drogheda in late August, highlighting the derelict buildings and more besides. And I believe on that day on their way, they stopped along the banks of the Boyne opposite Scotch Hall at an old rusting vessel that's been sitting in that river for years and years. And news emerging in uh, recent hours that that vessel has actually now totally sunk. Dom Gradwell, welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Well, first of all, to talk about this particular vessel, I'm a Drahadian like yourself, and I just was trying to think, how many years is it sitting there doing nothing, rusting away in the Boyne? Can you fill us in on any of the background to this uh, this uh, thing? I'd, I'd love to be able to, Jerry. I mean, it's probably there. It's a couple of decades that it's been in the river, um, and it's been slowly decaying over that time. But I don't believe it was ever used for its original purpose. And it's slowly been allowed to rot on the side of the riverbank and take away from the whole vista on the Boyne, as you mentioned earlier on, for, for many, many years. Um, I, I believe there is a dispute over the ownership of the vessel or maybe some money's owed or something like that. And it's been held in Drogheda as, as a ransom as such. Um, but the town has been held a ransom. I think that's the problem. Um, you know, you don't need, you don't have to wait for a disaster to happen to deal with a disaster. And I suppose lack of policy could have, or lack of um, the implementation of, of good policy has, has allowed this, this disaster to happen. And um, it could have prevented it. But now, you know, we all suffer because of it with the, uh, with the, the, with, with the um, destruction of the beauty of the Boyne mm. and the destruction of, of the watercourse as well. Because, I mean, there's obviously a big environmental issue now, apart from the, the visual issue with the, with the fact that the boat is now sunk. Do you know anything as to the circumstances, This how it happened? It, it has happened in recent hours. It's very fresh, this news. But literally, the boat is now in the river and leaking whatever was on board. Is that the, the, the latest? That seems to be, Jerry. I mean, ironically, um, it was going to feature as one of my next pieces on, on the Derek Ireland, or Derek Trotter thread on Twitter. And I was only down there on Monday night taking photographs of it, and it was still while it, while it was listing, and it looked, you know, it, it looked a state on Monday night. It certainly didn't look like it was going to sink. And I was talking to a guy there beside me, and you know, we just we just discussed how how, how terrible it is and how disgusting it was. And I believe it was mentioned at a, at a county council meeting on Monday night, and then suddenly on Tuesday, word starts filter through that that the thing had sunk, um, and that's obviously causing huge distress to everybody. Mm. And 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 I was like, I can vouch for that. There's no doubt. When you look out at the river and you see the viaduct, and on a lovely day, the horizon and everything else, and there's this thing on your left hand side that's just a rust bucket, and it's there year on year on year. And it, it this goes to the heart of your campaign uh, with structures and buildings and all else beside. There doesn't seem to be a way of pinpointing ownership, and then who takes ownership of sorting the issue out. Would that be a fair point? It, it probably is, Jerry. I mean, there is um, there's a derelict site. Every county council is, is by, by statute, supposed to maintain a derelict sites register. Um, low county councils do maintain a derelict sites register, but would you believe there are only six, six properties, six SIX properties on that derelict register site? Mm. And that covers the whole county. That's Drada, Dundalk, Ardy, Clarehead, Cullen, everywhere in the county. There are six on the site. If I leave my house in Trinity Gardens and walk between, uh, say, McCluskey's Bakery and the Fair Green Bar along Trinity Street, a stretch of about maybe 100 metres, there are probably a dozen, if not more, properties on that street alone. That's before you even get near the mess that's narrow West Street. Mm. Oh, uh, and that's 100 metres? 
100 metres, yeah. I mean, Narrow West Street's about 75 metres. There's another probably 15 properties there that could be termed derelict. Um, now, and there is a difference between vacancy and dereliction, and I'm very well aware of the, the, the difference between both. Um, I'm only counting derelict buildings. I'm not counting vacant buildings as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a massive problem in the town. And when you think of the county overall, the square kilometres of the smallest county, be it in Ireland, but huge square kilometre, <laughs> six Six and you talk about a hundred meters. Where yeah. was that? It's laughable, really. It really is laughable when you, when you think about this. But then coming back to our boat because that's included. It's just not uh, fixed structures or homes as well. There are other things uh, that uh, deserve the term der- dereliction. You know, when you think of that boat coming back to it, because it is the hot topic at the moment. All the years it's uh-huh. there, uh, it, it hasn't been a focus for anybody, even to deal with what has happened in the last 24 hours or so and then to have it removed so you're probably talking about months if not years you're probably talking about months and a huge cost as well Jerry. and it's, it's who's going to foot the bill for this you know will it be the people who are actually responsible for the mess or will it be the council and if the council foot the bill it's the taxpayers who end up paying so it's you and me it's going to come out of our pockets cleaning somebody else's mess and it's not as if this hasn't been highlighted. I mean, I was just reading earlier on on social media that, that Kevin Callan mentioned, Ke- Councillor Kevin Callan had mentioned that the council had been in touch with Drawda Port um, as, as recently as last May and wrote to them about this vessel and Drawda Port did not respond. So that, that's, that's the level of interaction between the two authorities who are responsible for this. So as I say, you know, it's happened now. There's going to be a bill of some sort. Um, I think what's the usual crack, Jerry, is you and I are going to pay for this. You know, the taxpayer and the public purse will end up paying for somebody else's mess. And that's, that's, that's a situation that should not have been allowed to develop. I mean, as I said earlier on, you know, if, if, you, if you wait for disaster to happen, it's, it's too late to deal with it, you know. While I have you with me, your campaign locally here ties in with a national campaign where uh, dereliction has been highlighted all over the country. And this is, go- is going to be huge, you know, when it, when it comes to it. But that's the point I want to get to. Where do you see this going? How do you affect change? Okay, well, our campaign up to date, Jerry. I mean, that the first really serious thing we did was the Pretty Bacon Tour. We did a couple of weeks ago, and that was a co- collaboration between myself and the and the Upstate Theatre Company. And basically, like, I mean, it's it's it was driven by by a love and a pride in the belonging to where we actually live, but a, an absolute frustration at the alarming levels of of decline and decay. In, in the built in the built environment, and a desire and a hope that 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 will change. Mm. So, um, I, I guess where I come from, um, I I'm an avid Twitter user, and I come across the hashtag Derelict Ireland um, uh, campaign that was started by Frank O'Connor and Joe Cherry in Cork, who returned from living in Amsterdam to Cork four years ago and just were blown away by the levels of dereliction there. So basically, Frank and Jude um, started putting up a daily picture and they call it Daily Dose of Dereliction. And this kind of piqued my interest. I, I came across it by, by accident, I suppose, about a couple of years ago. And I started photographing properties in the town and just, just you know, casually putting them up on my own uh, Twitter page. And then I was encouraged to set up the, the hashtag Derelict Order page. Um, I've almost a thousand followers now, but basically what I do is almost every day I put up a new picture or highlight something else that's going on in the town. And the Pretty Vacant Tour was the first kind of serious thing we did about it, but we've moved on now to our next plan is to actually try and force the council 
to um, to bring the derelict sites register up to date. Mm. Um, so we, we be, I'd, I'd like to lay, liaise with them. I'd love to sit down and talk to them, but they don't engage with me. So I'm going to have to go another route about that. But we are we are actively pursuing that now. So we are looking at some of the, right. the major derelict buildings in the town and um, and going to force them to be added to the to the sites register. I'll because come back to you. Is if they're not on the register, nothing can happen. About nothing them. can happen, and that that is the point, and that's the the first point to start. At. I'm going to come back to you on this again. I have to leave it for the day, and I thank you for joining me, Dom. Appreciate it very much, Jerry. Thanks so much. Not at all. Talk to you soon. Take care. That's Dom Gredwell there, a guy who's doing great work in the down on the ground in his uh, local community. Sleep matters. It does, and we're talking about it with our doc after two. But up to two, it's Westlife. Yeah, you have it on the double there. To you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday! I pressed the bloody wrong button. (laughs) Sorry about that. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. Yes, Miss Kylie Minogue. It is my birthday today and Lizzie's just after dropping me in a packet of cheese and onion tater crisps and a glass of milk. Yeah, we thought um, you'd get loads of birthday cake at home and you're always saying on air how you love a packet of fresh tater and a big glass of... Uh, cold milk so there you go I do Happy birthday. I'm going to munch on them when there's a song on here in a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> time anyway I just want to say to everybody I'm getting loads of messages across social media today and in person from loads of people I was serenaded twice already no sorry four times I've been serenaded already today my granddaughters Ava and Pippa rang and sang happy birthday to me very early this morning Sue Masterson <laughs> sent me a lovely a lovely greeting as well and Mr John Lowe the money doctor uh, was on as well uh, what about myself and Kylie uh, I sang earlier that's number five. and then Kylie that's number five that's number that's five six. that's five is it oh sorry oh it's six <laughs> sorry what age are you oh, now I mean, again you have to get your memory tested she's running in to take the milk and crisps away <laughs> it's six it's, that was a given anyway it's Louise and Kylie of course that's six at this day thank you so much even for thinking of me I think I'm the reverse of me age in me head Louise would you agree yes I am I'm the reverse <laughs> of me age in me head and long may that always continue but thanks to everybody for the lovely birthday wishes I really really do appreciate it but it's a normal Wednesday in the Car- uh, Kelly household curry to be made later on for everybody and they'll be all coming for the bits and pieces anyway let's move on in the show and I'm nearly afraid to say hello now to my next guest. She is our doc on late lunch and when she hears me mentioning cheese and onion crisps, uh, Dr. Kate McCann, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jerry. Happy birthday, but I'm not going to serenade you if that's okay. (laughs) You're all right, Kate. Thanks so much indeed. I really do appreciate it. Anyway, you're with us today on a very, very important topic and one that actually many people live with day in, day out and are in dire straits. We're talking about sleep and adequate sleep. First of all, will you just context this for us? Uh, Poor sleeping, difficult sleeping, certainly linked with other health difficulties. It absolutely is. Uh, sometimes it's linked to health difficulties and sometimes it's things that we, we can fix in our lives. And it can be really difficult sometimes to get to the bottom of it. But it is really important to do that because if we're not sleeping now, 
the occasional night, everyone will have that that night you just can't sleep. But if it's going on regularly, then then it is going to cause problems. Um, you know, we we need sleep. It's not a waste of time. Our bodies need sleep to do all the basic things that we do every day. And of course, it affects our performance, as you say, day in, day mm-hmm. out. But is it true, you, you you knowing that you're talking about chronic medical conditions, say like diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, There is there an established link there now with poor sleeping? Absolutely. See, when our bodies are asleep, it's they're not it's not just wasting time or resting. There's a lot of really important stuff going on at night while we're asleep and processes that help do things like um, make sure that we have good sensitivity to insulin, um, managing our blood pressure um, how our cholesterol is regulated. A lot of these processes are in part done when we sleep at night. And we know that people who have chronic sleep deficits, those those processes are impaired and can raise risks of things like heart disease. What in your book is what would you would call a decent night's sleep? Now, I know it changes. We'll talk, talk about young mm-hmm. children yeah. and that, you know, they need long, yeah. long uh, sleep periods and solid sleep. But as you move through life, what are you talking mm-hmm. about average wise for the average human being? What do we need? Yeah, so we, we, we talk about if we go to teens, it can be um, eight to ten hours. We get to young adults, that's up to the age of 25. It's going to be on seven to nine. And that stays this, uh, that stays around that seven to nine range all the way until we get to around age 65. And then that range actually expands a little bit. Some people need as little as five hours of sleep and other people are still up around needing nine hours of sleep. And when we talk about those ranges, there are, easy, there are often people who are about one hour either side of that. You know, there are people who do, do just fine with six hours sleep a night. And there's other people who really do feel like they they need almost nine and a half hours, or maybe 10 hours of sleep a night. So you can add an hour either side of those ranges. I talk to a lot of people and even for myself at times, I'm generally a decent sleeper, but at times, and I don't know what it is, I, my sleep is broken. I'll sleep for, say, three, three and a half hours, wake and maybe lie awake for a while, then go back to sleep again. But I talk to so many people, Kate, who struggle mm-hmm. with this, who really, really struggle. What yes. are the underlying factors to poor sleep? A loads. Um, mm-hmm. and, the main and, ones. Uh, when I... Yeah, when I do when I do a consultation, we go through so many. But here's some common ones, and the co- and and can be alcohol. Alcohol is one of the, the big ones that after dinner drink, um, or you know, alcohol often people feel that it relaxes and might help them with sleep. But what it often leads to is this rebound wakefulness, especially classically around three o'clock in the morning or so. Um, people waking up. So alcohol is a big one. Um, caffeine within the three hours before bedtime can cause a bit of restless sleep. Um, uh, late night heavy carbohydrate snacking can lead to uh, awakening in the middle of the night. Um, some medical conditions that maybe could be better controlled, um, uncontrolled diabetes or poorly controlled diabetes, we're having fluctuations in your blood sugar in the middle of the night can lead you to wake up in the middle of the night with or without some night sweats. Side effects of some medications, especially if you're on a short course of steroids from your doctor from something. Um, stress and anxiety, if you're going through um, uh, particularly stressful time. And then if we're recuperating from, um, for example, illness or injury, our our sleep routines and rhythm may be out of sync, especially coming out of hospital or after viruses like COVID. A lot of patients who have recovered from COVID and they, they find their sleep patterns completely disrupted and they have to kind of get back in sync. 
the 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 eating carbohydrates when should you ideally have your last meal yeah see this 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 is um always uh, always tricky depends on the uh, on the person sometimes it's a bit of trial and error for people who are having trouble balancing their diet and their sleep um but generally speaking um a couple hours before bed is usually um, a good time because we want we want to start cueing our body that it's time to go to bed um, so when we're doing things like like eating, especially something with heavy carbohydrates, our body might take that as a cue that it's time to, you know, that we have to get up and get doing something rather than going to bed. And screen time, you know about this. This has been, you know, yeah. I, I was just thinking uh, about tablets, phones, all that type of thing. Yeah. They say, yes. you know, try and, and, and leave them aside before mm-hmm. sleeping and not have them beside you. Okay, I'm a devil. Honestly, if I wake up and it's there, I'll have a look at it. That's yeah. a disaster, is it? Uh, it really is. Screens are bad uh, in the rooms for a couple of reasons. One is the blue light, which sends a signal that even with the blue light filters, they don't really work. So those screens being on, they send a signal through the back of our eyes into a part of our brain saying, giving it cues that we should stay awake, basically. Um, and then the other thing is, is that it's incredibly distracting. Um, the, the, it really, um, one of the things I, I tell my patients of trouble, one of the first steps we do is get the screens out of the room. That's phones, um, tablets, televisions, um, get them out of the room. Um, ideally in the house, especially if you have if teens, you're having a lot of, you know, late nights, you know, there should almost be a kind of a, a Wi-Fi curfew in the house where you just shut down that Wi-Fi, you know, overnight um, so that there's no bings, signals and notifications going off all night. Mm. Important. They are important points. What about uh, the um, atmosphere where you sleep and the way you set up your sleeping arrangements, you know, uh, darkening the room, air circulation, heat, that type of thing. Do they come into play? Absolutely. So you, you really need to think about your sleeping space. And it's worth it's worth spending time on. It's not only really good for your health, but I mean, you're going to spend a third of your life asleep, really. So um, your bedroom should be comfortable, cool, quiet, and dark. And you should, and people should really take some steps. And people are like, oh, well, there's, you know, uh, the, you know, my room. It's it's there's a there's a street light right outside my window, or there's always my neighbors always noisy. And if there's things we, they really do need to set up an environment. So it has it, a lot of patients have to get creative. So um, dark out, dark, um, blackout blinds, earplugs, white noise machines. You might need to get a little bit creative. Um, and if the room is too warm, it's going to be a problem. I, generally speaking, we wouldn't want it nor- warmer than 19 degrees in a bedroom at night. What about the snorer in your life? The snorer in life should probably go and see their doc. Yes, <laughs> well said. I agree with you totally there. It's a fierce thing and it keeps so many people uh, awake as well. If you can mm. bail into another room, I suppose it's a, it's a handy alternative, but a lot of people just can't. So people are listening today and, and saying, you know, well, Kate, you know, I, I, I take on board all you're saying and I tried mm. all of that stuff and I'm still in trouble. You know, people resort to sleeping tablets, take, taking different, you know, natural things as well to help them. Where mm. do you stand? on that so we'll we'll go with the evidence so there's no tablet out there that can force you into good sleep the sleeping tablets that we have out there all of them on the on the that are available to prescribe are really designed for short term short term use only they're not a long-term solution and they can be very helpful for patients who need them for a short period of time um and but the problem is all those drugs are designed to ease you into sleep but they don't keep you asleep 
Um, and they sometimes, some of these drugs will keep you from getting those deep phases of restorative sleep. So while they're useful, they're not a replacement for fixing um, chronic or long-term sleep problems. It, supplements? Yeah, you, supplements. You know, again, short-term use. Short term, no use in the long term. And and, and if, if if you're still at a loss, and I know people listening to us today, I know that myself will say, I've tried yeah. everything. I can't sleep. I get two hours, three hours, and I'm up, and I'm trying to function on that. Where do you advise people like that to turn or go? Well, honestly, doctors like me um, is, is kind of what we do. So your GP is a good place to start. A lot of GPs work on this. Um, if not, they can send you on to a doctor like me as lifestyle medicine. We can work through some factors. Other, but your GP uh, or a doctor like me might identify that you've got other things going on that needs a sleep medicine specialist um, to, to do a sleep study, um, which, is a, a, which is a test. I can look for problems such as restless leg syndrome or uh, the big one is sleep apnea. Um, the patients often tell me, oh, I know I don't have it. Well, you actually don't. You're, you know, a lot of people with sleep apnea don't know they have it. And the estimate right now is that as many of as many as 80 percent of patients with sleep apnea don't know they have it and they're undiagnosed. And explain what that is for uh, people who don't know what it's about and the implications, because this is serious as well, the sleep apnea, isn't it? It really is. That's why when you said earlier, when you said, what about the snorer? And I was dead serious. I see your doc. Not all snorers have sleep apnea, just to put that out there. But it's one of the things we ask about when we're screening for the possibility of having sleep apnea. And this is what happens is that you actually are stopping breathing for a few seconds at a time while you're asleep at night. Mm. And you don't, and, and some patients are rarely awoken by this. They wake up with a feeling of kind of being suffocated or choking and then go back to sleep. But most patients aren't aware that they're lightly waking up and then falling back asleep. And they wait, and what happens is in the morning, all they feel is that they had a rotten night's sleep, really tired and fuzzy in the head is what they feel like. And their partners or family members will, will say that they heard them snoring down the house the night before. Occasionally family members or partners tell me, actually hear them making kind of choking or gurgling sounds occasionally at night. And the reason we wanna know about this is that because untreated sleep apnea, um, not only does it make people feel tired and rotten the next day, but it also puts some higher risk of things like heart disease. So it's very important to take this seriously and have it dealt with. And if you are snoring heavily, it does need to be checked out. That's for sure. And you in your experience and in your business, and if you want to f uh, find out more about Kate, it's mdoc.ie. That's E-M-D-O-C.ie. E-M-D-O-C.ie. You have seen the results of you working with people improving their sleep. Yeah, it, it it yeah you can it can be done if this is, um, if uh, changing some of the habits and and the routine around sleep will make a difference for a, a great number of people, um, especially if you're we're talking about families. Oftentimes we you have to kind of change the whole family routine, but once you do it, the the results can be dramatic. And the uh, implications for your life and your mm. your health dangers and functioning properly and to your optimum during the day. That's another thing, you know, judgment in jobs, giving it your all. That's the other side of this, isn't it, that is impaired by lack of sleep? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is uh, which is why it's so important for uh, to point out this isn't just we talk about sleep. Everyone always thinks about babies, which is fine because they disrupt our sleep. But. I mean, probably one of the key 
um, age groups to be looking at is school children and teens. Every year in Ireland, we have surveys from doctors and teachers, and we know that most children in Ireland, they just aren't getting the sleep they need. And this leads on to everything from them feeling um, cranky and irritable to not learning the way they could to um, just being too, you know, too tired to do what they need to do. And uh, in preparation for talking to you today, I'm nearly sure I read that the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, they're nearly sure uh, that uh, that might not have happened because people were working so long hours with lack of sleep. It just shows you and you talk about a major incident in world terms. MDoc.ie, E-M-D-O-C.ie is Dr. Kate McCann and she's great and she joins us on a monthly basis. Delighted to talk to you again today, Kate. Thanks so much, Jerry. See you soon. Bye. That's Dr. Bye. Kate McCann there. E-M-D-O-C dot I-E. She's a fantastic doctor. Big time into lifestyle medicine as well. And if you're struggling with sleep, well, why not check her out? Anybody out there struggle with sleep or struggled in the past and did something? Or are you doing something that has helped you get those extra hours? We always love to hear from you. 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number. 086-1800-658. We'll be back with you in a moment. And we are certainly not going to fall asleep because it's a packet of crisps and a glass of milk in front of me. Here we go. I got a crisp. <laughs> Jerry Kelly shared his bag of crisps, something he swore he'd never do. No, chips. <sighs> Still, I got a crisp. Same I, draw, I, kind draw, of. I draw the line at chips, but I will I share don't know this. whether to eat them or frame them. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't after your lovely, after you serenading me on the air for my birthday and bringing me in a lovely gift as well. And the crisps and the milk that Lizzie dropped in. Sure, look, it's a birthday to remember today. It really, really is. <laughs> Who fantastic. else gets milk and crisps for their birthday? <laughs> Very few people. And you'll get nothing nicer. And you know what, the crisps, just a second. It is Tato you prefer, isn't it, then, King? Oh, listen. Yeah. I love King too, but I have to say, a fresh bag of cheese and onion tato mm. crisps is just lovely with a cool glass of milk. Do you know oh. what I tried recently, and I think I'm converted? Go on. I never before. Walker's cheese and onion. They're nice. Oh, yeah. They're different texture and make than anything else, but they're nice. Cheese and onion is lovely. I love King. I love tato crisps. I'd have a Walker crisp as well. Mm. I love Kyo's. I love Kyo's. And Clinton's. Clinton's, uh, O'Donnell's, all of those. I love all of those. I really do. But you know the one thing that's missing from Ireland? Bag of crisps with peanuts through them. <laughs> that's not missing when Louise Walsh is in the pub. She, you should actually uh, patent that. Patent that and have that done. I think that would be and too I posh, did it. You remember it? you said it to me too and I went common. out one night. I went out one night and mm. did it. And it was lovely. You're right. Lovely. Uh, just and we all... tried chocolate with crisps as well, didn't we, on yeah, the air? that was a little bit iffy. But but the peanuts, and that's just the salted peanuts with the crisps mm. mixed in the one bag. But you know what's missing? I said it before. Good quality pork scratchings. Oh, yeah. Pork scratchings. I see them in Every Little Hurts or Every Little Helps. And uh, they're, they're salt and vinegar scratchings. No, 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 no. Just the bog standard pork scratchings. What was the ones we, we found in Little one time? What the, were they? Were the, they pork the, scratchings? The, yeah, but they were, they're not the pork scratchings. If you go to a pub in England, when you're over a football match, you have to have the pork scratchings with the points. They're not like them. Anyone know where we'd get a decent pork scratching? I think there's a big opening in the Irish market for them, to be honest with you. I really do. Anyway, there's an opening elsewhere today, Louise. Guess where there's an opening? At Stamford Bridge. Do you know where Stamford Bridge is? Chelsea. 
Ah, you do? Yeah. Stamford Bridge is the home of Chelsea Football Club. There's an opening, there's a vacancy. They sacked their manager. Why? Thomas Tuchel. They lost in the Champions that's League. That's a great name. What's his name again? Thomas Tuchel. He's <laughs> German. He's German. He's, he only won the Champions League with them. He only won the Champions League. Like the Champions League. He only won the Champions League with them. And yet, he's not good enough for them. He won the Super Cup. He won something else. They lost in the Champions League last night. They have new owners, Chelsea. Very fickle world. It is. Well, Chelsea are the most fickle club in the world. They change managers like you'd change your vest every day. <laughs> they, If you did. Anyway, they change managers to beat the band. They are the worst club in the world for changing managers. There's no loyalty. I don't know what... It, no, they're successful, I have to say that. But... It's not a job for life for sure. So with Mr. Thomas Tuchel in mind, let's dedicate this to whoever the next man might be. Who would want to go to Chelsea? There'll be a queue, I can assure you. Ella says, For three months I worked in a very stressful situation. Yesterday I resigned and I slept from 10.30 till 7.45 this morning. Best sleep since June. Good on you, Ella, and glad to hear you're sleeping well. Up next on Late Lunch, we're joined by Helen Dwyer and her business portfolio is growing. I can well remember 2018 when my next guest sat in the very chair she's sitting in today in late lunch studio and was telling me about her new business that she was all excited about. My generation opened back then and she's back with me today because she's expanding. Helen Dwyer, welcome back to Late Lunch. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on the show again. 2018, it seems like a lifetime ago at yeah, this stage, doesn't be, it? it'll be four years um, next month that we're open. And you opened with real gusto and business was great. And I know we spoke in the interim uh, a little bit, but by God, the world hasn't it turned on its head oh, even yeah. in that length of time. Yeah, yeah and you know, it, it actually, it feels like a really long time ago because mm. since we've come back, all the customers come back. People are back going to events again. They want to go out to dinner. They want something new. So it's just we've hit the ground running again. And it's really, it's really encouraging. What happened, you know, during, and I hate harking back to it. What did you do during lockdown? How did you survive? Thankfully, the, the government had all of the um, the schemes where they were giving um, money for grants and things like that. So for a website, I set up a website and that actually saved me. Because if I didn't have that, I, I wouldn't be here today. Um, now, the, the the bricks and mortar store is actually working a lot better than the website. Um, I think because of so much going on that um, I haven't given it the attention it needs. But we will. We'll be back with a bang on the website. But it did. 
it did save the store. It carried you through without it. it you, yeah, you, you absolutely. wouldn't have made it. And, and it's great to hear that the in person is flying for you. Oh, people absolutely. are back, they touchy feely fitting on. They love that. The girls in the shop I have that working there are just a complete blessing for me. They're so good at what they do. People, they have their own customers. People come in to see them now as well. Um, so it's it's about that personal touch. And 95% of the people that come in want you to help them find something. And I know because I hear it. That's what they love about you. That, yeah. you know, you feel you're getting the personal service. You know them. They know you and yeah. they place their trust in you as yes. well. Look, we're at the beginning of September. Are we full rage into autumn and winter yeah, stuff already? Yeah, we, we have a full full shop full of, of autumn stock um, ready to go. Christmas will be coming in October. So, yeah, really nice kind of bright colours still for autumn. We haven't gone down the dark route. So in a little bit of sequence, we'll be back for Christmas. Yes. I love it. And co- sp- we haven't had it for two years. So. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And I look, colour, colour. You yeah. know, I, I've told you this before. I love colours and I love bright colours as well. And it's great to hear that those colours are there. And of course, you're right. Party season is back. The yeah. events are all back on back full on. throttle. Yes. So yes. that's great for you so too. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yes, yeah. we'll have stock coming in in October for that. Good stuff. Yeah. So my generation is flying along and there's a new My Generation opening tomorrow, Thursday. Tell them what's happening. Yeah, so tomorrow evening we are launching My Generation Kids. It's a, a names and the clues in the title. It's a kids boutique um, specialising from anything from babies up to eight years old. Uh, we will add a push. Some brands will do nine, but we found that that's the right age to stop at because after that, kids, you know, very much want to wear tracksuits and crop tops and leggings and it's they're not going to be told what to wear. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're keeping it young for the moment. Um, but yeah, tomorrow evening, the launch is five o'clock in Southgate Shopping Centre. Um, and there's a Prosecco reception for all our customers. And it's a complete standalone Stand business. Standalone story. The store itself is 50% bigger than um, my generation. Um, it's it's like a, a kid's wonderland when you go in. The the lighting in the window is clouds. We've coloured chandeliers. We have a big playhouse. We have fishing rooms that are decked out like beach huts. So it's, it's very much um, kid orientated. You've put an awful lot of thought into yeah. it. What will distinguish you? Because, you know, even in that market, zero to eight years of age, yeah. highly competitive. You mentioned you're online yourself yeah. and you know that. Yeah. What will make you stand out? Well, make us stand I think the store experience for one. But the second thing is, you know, ask anybody, where can they go in Drogheda to buy clothes for kids? There is nowhere. Um, I know Shaw's do a little bit and there's obviously Duns and Pennies. But we've lost all the high street shops. We've lost Mothercare, Next. Um, and people are crying out for it. And I've been thinking about this for two years and now is the right time to do it. The gap in the market. The gap in the, the market. The eagle eye. That is it, yes. Great to And hear. again, they're gonna have, you're going to have the personal service. I've got a couple of great, great ladies that have come on board and um, they've been working with me now for the last three weeks getting the store ready and that personal service will be there the exact same as you would get in my generation. Did my generation and you going through that whole process of setting it up and doing what you have to do aid you in in the children's one as well or are you talking about dealing with different you know suppliers etc? Oh completely different completely. yeah totally new supply supplier set okay and it's been really good because when you meet one supplier they'll put you in touch with another supplier because I, I literally started with one supplier and didn't know where to go from there and 
you know, people have been very helpful. And even up to this week, we had very little stock and the suppliers pulled out all the stops to get me the stock in. So mm. it's um, I've had a lot of support. And will you cover, you know, when you mentioned zero to eight years of age for any occasion? For- yeah, so the main, so when you walk into the shop, the layout, the main thing that you'll see is baby gifting. So, you know, um, aunties, uncles, grandmothers, grandparents, friends wanting to buy for new babies. Then you'll move into your baby casual or occasion wear. And then we'll have casual wear for kids, both girls and boys, and into more special um, brands. Brands you might find in the likes of Arnott's and Brown Thomas, a little bit more pricier. But then on the other end of the scale, we have your entry price point, which is um, Name It, which everybody will, heard of, will have heard of. We have brands like Mayoral, um, Blue 7, all at really keen prices. So again, like my generation, we'll cover the spectrum um, for every pocket. Great to hear. And the gap in the market is for real. I oh, know it that. is, absolutely. Yeah, there, there, yeah. Is, there is a, a place there for sure. So that's my generation kids. Thursday opening at what time again? Uh, five o'clock tomorrow evening. Five o'clock tomorrow and evening. Friday will be all about the kids. So tomorrow is an adult only event because yes. there's alcohol. Yes. But Friday will be all about the kids and we'll okay. open at 10 a.m. Friday. And it's in Southgate on the south side of Drogheda there, done stores in there exactly. and in my generation and the bookshop and more besides. Yes. Now, besides, you know, uh, the clothing uh, for <laughs> <laughs> adults and children. What is going on? Yourself and yeah. your good man, Ronan, I say hello to Ronan today, have opened South Quay Fair in Drogheda. That's Drana, right, we Diversifying are. completely. Well, yes and no. My background was fashion, but then it moved to food um, more recently. And I was in the food business for 10 years as a buyer for Tesco, as you know. Yes. Um, I always wanted to open um, an artisan deli. Ronan and I were thinking about it. Um, initially, Ronan was going to take the project on and do it himself, but I just couldn't hold back. Um, I really wanted to get involved in it. So we were we were um, away in Sligo last um, October. We were in a place, amazing place called Kate's Kitchen and um, doing a much bigger scale of what we're doing now. Um, and I said to Ronan, God, I, I'd love to do something like this. Um, it's always been a dream to do, bring something niche to the town. And he said, well, I'll do it with you. So... Ronan had taken over, sourcing all the suppliers, doing all of that. And then I decided, oh, I really want to get back involved. And the two of us opened South Key Fair um, a month ago today. Uh, it's where Simona's was um, on the South Key. Um, we're offering um, a deli side, which is all of your sh- your retail goods for sale. Charcuterie meats, cheeses, mm. um, you've fabulous olive oils, chutneys, jams, um sweets, chocolates, wine, very importantly. My kind of place. Yeah. And then we offer a cafe side where we do gourmet sandwiches. And we have fabulous pies and sausages from Pie Man in Dublin. And we do at the weekends uh, meat and cheese boards with wine. Lovely. So it's it's an eclectic range of products. So you really are bringing it all back home because yeah. we know you told me before 10 years with Tesco as a buyer yeah. and this is there. So it's not completely alien to you. Of course, you have a, a, a long background, but you're back in the game now for yes. sure. That sort of quarter of draw on the South Quay there has a, had a number of food people there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's turned over and it still has there. And it, it, it always struck me as being... Uh, a place of great potential and busy place. Yes, 
yes. And the blessing for us opening was the fact that the bridge into Scotch Hall was closed. Mm. So people had to Come walk past. Now it. it has opened back up. <laughs> so you're I'm too hoping. cute. You are, you're, you're just a step ahead of everyone now. So yeah. Well, well yeah, done. Yeah. So yeah, in other words, your initial footfall and word of the mouth had to pass by exactly. your door. Exactly, yes, they had And to. you sort of no have choice. that now, yeah. <laughs> And it's going well for you. It's going fantastic. Yeah. Like mm. we're just we're we've customers that have been back over and over again in the short few weeks we've been open. People are telling us the food is fabulous. Um they're really enjoying the the retail side of it as well. They're saying it's something different in Drada. And that's what we initially wanted to do mm. and, and so far so good. You mentioned Kate's kitchen in Sligo, I know, yes. and Sligo Town itself is a fantastic oh, fabulous for food. What yeah. a town for food and yeah. everything. It's just brilliant. And yeah. that's the I think I think that the benchmark for everybody else at this point in time. Um so between the three, you're going to be sort of a, a fairly busy woman. Yeah. Luckily, as I said, the girls in my generation are running the shop for me. Without them, I wouldn't be able to do this. So I have a massive thank you to them, Adele, Mary and Martina. Um, and Debs and my sister-in-law Emma help me out sometimes as well um, so massive thank you to them but I, I've i been very lucky Ro- Ronan is running South Key Fair yeah. and um, I am helping out where I can and the more then when the, the kids shop takes off and the girls become more confident I'll be able to split myself in three. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to spread yourself yeah, around yeah. the place. From... But you know what I love being busy mm. I like you know mm. I, I can't sit down and do nothing so that's I love doing it. Yeah, and and you know that is a, a great way to be as well. And they say give a busy woman a task to get it done, and yeah. that that is, that is so yeah. true. Exciting times, isn't it? Yeah, it you is. Know? Yeah, really. Like you know, I get up every day with a spring on my step. I don't, you know, it's something mm. different. It every day is different. Yeah, and, and really. when you think you've you've pivoted, uh, you know, you know, you've pivoted, should I say, in your life when you, you know, you had the ten years at Tesco, then yeah. you decide I'm going this route on my own yeah. with yes. the business in 2018, yes. and now here you are with your portfolio expanding. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I really admire you. I admire people like you. Honestly, Thank it's you. you people that create the jobs, make things tick and turn around, and build, uh, you know, retail and communities in town as well. So five o'clock tomorrow. Five o'clock tomorrow, Southgate. Southgate. My kids. Yes, my generation, my generation kids. kids. Yeah. So Everyone welcome. Ev- everybody welcome, yes. Good luck to you. I'm Thank sure you, you'll be back when your next venture is on the road, please, <laughs> I God. I have a few things going round in my head, I'm I have sure to you say. Have, you, you never end. But good luck to yourself and Ronan as well with South Quay uh, Fair as well. And, Thank and you. Good, thanks for joining me again this show. Lovely, lovely to catch up. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, That's uh, Helen Dwyer. Louise, we have a suggestion for the crisps. You're the peanuts and crisps queen. What have you to tell me? Chocolate buttons. Somebody's suggestion. It's the future, according to Caroline and Navin. <laughs> She's stealing the title from Peter Kay. Garlic bread. <laughs> it's the future. It's the future. But I don't think I'd like garlic bread in a packet of crisps, would you? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm, you'd never know. But anyway. Chocolate buttons. You have to get a packet of chocolate buttons on your way home and put them in with if there's anything left of the crisp. <laughs> I'm, after, I'm after licking the inside of the right, bag. Bring them to the pub with you tonight and get a packet of pub crisps, put them in, shake them up, offer them to the Wednesday boys and get a reaction for us for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. That's your birthday dare. <laughs> what a lovely dare that is. Mm. I'm only too willing. Do the peanuts as well and get their reaction. I mixed all three of them together. <laughs>
And coming sick tomorrow, tell us about it. <laughs> Nearly as sick as you with the tomatoes. Uh, buttons. <laughs> buttons. not right there. <laughs> buttons, peanuts and crisps. And a moretti. How does that sound? Buongiorno Italia. <laughs> it sounds really good indeed. Anyway, thank you for the I don't, know, I don't think the Italians would take nice to those mixes. Um, you never know. We could start a new trend over there. Just want to mention Leytown Races. We were talking yesterday on the show uh, about it with Joe and Kevin. They're on tomorrow. First race, 4.45. Public transport. Matthews coaches, bus airing, uh, have scheduled bus services. You can take the train. There's a shuttle bus service from the train station in Lake Town to the course. Loads of car parking available too. Uh, for more information, check out their website, latetownraces.ie. You should book your tickets, latetownraces.ie. It'll save a lot of hassle tomorrow. Coming up next on Late Lunch, Artist of the Week after news, weather and sport. Jerry, just before news, weather and sport, do you think it'd be sacrilegious if you dipped uh, a crisp into your pint of Guinness tonight? I'd do anything. Okay, try that <laughs> For <too>. you. Okay. <laughs> I feel a song coming on. The late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal. Now, what time is it? It's time for this on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, my Artist of the Week. This week is Gilbert O'Sullivan. And going back to his debut album called Himself... It really was so warmly received by the critics. It was acclaimed, in fact, by them. Yet, ironically, Gilbert, he didn't tour on the back of it to promote himself or the album of the songs. Rather opting for TV appearances, he did a special with BBC, Top of the Pops and other such things. That was his way of building his profile and his fan base. Um, It showed he, he didn't really need to do it because his follow up LP, Back to Front, really built on its predecessor with hits like Claire and the the great song Out of Question, which were hugely successful both in the UK and the USA. By this stage, O'Sullivan ditched his geeky look. I mentioned that earlier in the week. For a more contemporary, cool image. Off with the flat cap, the dated clothes and that pudding bowl haircut. You wouldn't nearly recognise him, but he just had to at that stage. You know, he was the biggest star in the music industry in 1972 with record sales exceeding 10 million in that year alone. He really was that big. He went on to win the prestigious Ivor Novello Award for British Songwriter of the Year the following year in 1973 and released his third album, I'm a Writer, Not a Fighter, the same year from which I take my Gilbert track today. Yes, a big number one in the UK and across Europe and a million seller featuring a famous riff on the electric keyboard. Gilbert O'Sullivan, my artist of the week, and get down. When did he write that? Had he a dog that kept jumping up on him and he'd shout, get down, get down. Will you get down out of that with you? You know that yourself if you're a puppy. And some of them stay puppies for all of their lives. Just a thought that went through my mind, a mad random thought there. 
perhaps it's to do with my age and pushing on. I don't know. Anyway, Gilbert himself knows, I'm sure. I'd love to ask him that anyway. A lovely song from Gilbert O'Sullivan and we'll bring you another one round about this time tomorrow and more about the man himself. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio and just to remind you, there's a coffee morning happening in the Market House in Dunlear in aid of the Gary Kelly Support Centre and it's coming up shortly. I better get you the date on that. I'll remind you about tomorrow. <laughs> I, I I didn't print out the attachment. <laughs> so it's on. Anyway, it's on in the market house for Gary Kelly. I'll tell you tomorrow what day that's actually on. Apologies there. But we'll clarify that on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. The annual Boyne Swim in association with Aura Leisure takes place this Saturday. To tell me more, Ray Dunn is on the line. Hello, Ray. Gary, how are you? Good to talk to you. Long time no see. Yeah, good to talk to you too. I suppose, look, I have to start with one story in town. We featured it at uh, top of the show. The old derelict boat has sunk down into the water opposite Scotch Hall. Will it impinge oh, on your swim? Oh dear, oh dear. Look, it's not going to affect the swim. Um, obviously, health and safety is our number one priority and we're in close contact with the Port Company and they are monitoring the situation and we're monitoring the situation. So as of now, we are good to go for the swim on Saturday. So it doesn't seem to be anything that will prevent the swim taking place. We have... Uh, We've waited two and a half years, I suppose, since the, the old COVID story got in the way. But uh, we're, we're, we're good to go for Saturday. And we, we are so, so lucky that this year we have record numbers, which is just fantastic. Uh, I think we have approaching about 250 swimmers. Lovely. So that, I think, is our biggest number to date. And uh, I think our registration will be closing very soon. Ray, do you think that's to do with people taking up open water swimming during the lockdown? Jerry, do you know what? It's a mixture of all kinds of things. Um, the, the, the numbers, I think, are just fantastic because of, yes, what you said, people taking up uh, swimming over the, <clears throat> during the lockdown and so on. But <clears throat> I think more to the point in this case is the fact that we have now become... Uh, a Liffey qualifying swim. So in order to do the Liffey swim, you have to do nine qualifying swims. Right. And as luck would have it, the weather has been rather miserable for the last uh, couple of, 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 of days, as you know. So uh, a lot of the people who would have done their, their, their nine qualifier elsewhere uh, couldn't do it. So we, have, we are the beneficiaries of that. So we have a lot of, of people who would uh, lens their open water swimmers who are coming to do the Boyne swim for their ninth qualifying swim. Very good. So that is just fantastic. Now, right. it's taken us a long time to become one of the qualifying swims for the Liffey, but this year is the first time, and it's, uh, it's brilliant. Really it's, good. It's going to pay dividends for you. Where yep. do you enter the Boyne, and where do you finish, please? So the, the swim is 2.7k long, and you enter the swim at the, just at the football pitch in Mel, and then you swim under all the bridges, under the wonderful viaduct, and then you end at the Boyne Fishermen. Now, the Boyne Fishermen are, are one of our stalwarts. They are just fantastic. So they provide some boat cover for us, but they also provide access to their facilities. So we can do registration down there, and then we can also uh, finish, obviously do, finish the swim down there and have the prize giving with uh, Draw the Port Company, and with the with Aura, who are our, our, our main sponsors. What time uh, do the swimmers jump in on Saturday? 
Okay, so swimmers are into the water at uh, 10 past 12. This is, this is all very finely timed. Full tide is at 70 minutes past 12. So about 10 minutes before that. So it's at 10 past 12, the swimmers enter the water. And I would guess, uh, going on, on, on previous swims, that our first swimmer will probably be home um, around about 30 minutes or maybe just slightly more, which is a fantastic time. So, so if, uh, if you're in Drogheda Town on Saturday and you just make your way to any of the bridges uh, from yeah. 12 o'clock on, you'll see the swimmers pass beneath. You'll see the, you'll see the swimmers pass. Do you know what, Jerry? It's, 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 it's one of the privileges of doing the boy and swim. It's just to see the town from a completely different view and a mm. completely different perspective. It's magic. Um, and not very many people get, well, 250 people get the opportunity this year to do it. But uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So if you, what a lot of people do is, rather than going to the end of the, of the swim to start with, they actually go on the towpath on the opposite side, the south side of the river, yes. and they, they follow the swim down. So you'll have swimmers and boats and kayaks in the water. So it's a, it's a very colourful affair. Yeah, great. It's, it's to look forward to. So full tide you swim on. I was going to ask you that. And of course, I just noticed because I went out by mm. Oldbridge on the way into work today. Of course, so we haven't had a drop of water and the rivers are so dry. But there's a lovely fresh in the boyne today oh. with all the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can absolutely say that. I, I think uh, one of the things that I think that swimmers will experience this time is that we, you've had quite a bit of fresh water into the river. Uh, so it will probably lower the temperature just a little bit, but it will probably um, not be, it'll not taste, not that you want to be tasting the water. <laughs> it's kind of unavoidable at times, but you will probably get a less salty taste yes. because of uh, all the fresh water that, that's in the river at the minute. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, you mentioned registrations still being open. Anyone listening today who might like to register still, how do they? So you can register. It's, it's all online. So there's no registration on the day. So all online. So you go to buoyandswim.ie and the, the registration is there. And, and I take what it... we're doing this year for the first time. It's okay. So you register online to do the swim. And then on the day of the swim, there's on-day registration where people come and they collect their timing chips and their T-shirt and their swim hat and so on. But what we're doing this year with, 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 with our main sponsor, Aura, is they, we're going to have it on Friday night as well up in Aura. So that's kind of, it'll make it easy for some of the local people to do their, 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 uh, their, 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 their swim day registration the night before. And uh, it means they can uh, saunter down to, uh, Good stuff. To, uh, to the start of the swim uh, a little bit later. Actually, what we do is, we, we, we get all the, the, the people arrive on, on, on swim day and they arrive and we check them in and we then bus them up to Mel. So, it's, you know what, it's a bit like one of those old um, school uh, bus tours, mm. people getting onto the bus. And one of the buses we have is a double-decker bus. But you know what, the swimmers, they're like a crowd of kids when they're getting onto the bus. They, they really do the excitement. behave as if they're on a school day out. 
Ah, listen, it, it, it's great to hear and uh, we wish you well with it. It's been a few years waiting for it. Great to hear the numbers are at record levels and buoyantswim.ie and of course, just to say, uh, you can't take part if you're just getting into the river for the first time or you're not a competent not, swimmer. No. This is the very <laughs> important. Absolutely not. There are criteria. Ray, good luck with it and uh, again, uh, well done to your sponsors, Oral Leisure and everybody associated with the event. Looking forward to it on Saturday. I know, I know you'll have a great turnout. Thank Thanks, Ray. Appreciate that. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. That's Ray Donna there. Great man himself. Wonderful swimmer. Talking to us about the Boyne swim, which is happening, sunk ship or not, as they say. Watch the space on that story. I'm sure there's going to be more about it tomorrow on late lunch. Sue Masterson is joining me. She rang me today and wished me happy birthday. Anyway, we're going to have great fun with Sue tomorrow because she is going to tell us all about dating in your 40s and wait till you hear what she has to say Andrew Waters Superintendent Andrew Waters is with us to talk about and colleagues to talk about 100 years of Angarda Siakana and Declan Bailey is here because tonight Apple release their new iPhone iPad and watch all new and Declan Bailey is the man that knows he's going to take us through them tomorrow afternoon on the show and of course more from your artist of the week Gilbert O'Sullivan tomorrow I'm mulling over what Gilbert's song I'll pick for you but sure we'll do me best anyway there's a cake to be eaten there's a curry to be cooked and there's a few points to be had with the Wednesday Club tonight on the 7th of September. Lord bless us, 2022. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us on the show. We'll be back with your Thursday late lunch from 1.30. See you then. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.